Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to Ambitious Souls Podcast. This is your host, Princess James. I hope that you guys enjoyed my last episode with Miss Nasira Zachary. Unfortunately, I am a day late and a dollar short. So I do apologize, of course, for my inconsistency. And I did do a lot of thinking and a lot of soul searching. And I feel like I owe it to you all who listen to me um, and have supported me throughout all of this to come on and do a farewell Um, Season two has ended a little bit earlier than I expected. This is episode seven. And unfortunately, things in my life have taken a different route. And I feel like it was best that I make some things a priority in this season, not just for, you know, for myself personally, but of course, for my children. So you may ask yourself, okay, you have not been on here, Miss James, in a couple of weeks. So what have you been up to so one of the first things that I have been back into well I had already wanted to get back into it but I wasn't able to because of COVID and my daughter was actually seeing a therapist where she was in a program where it required her to see the therapist every week which actually the therapy sessions are on Wednesday so I would have to be late for work in order to make sure that she was going to the sessions and there was the issue with the therapist and so forth and so forth. So um, after so much time had passed, I noticed my daughter's behavior started to get out of hand. It started getting extreme. And I was like, okay, no, I think that the best way for me to help her is to put her back in therapy. I had to get on a wait list due to COVID and they gave me a call. And so she's been going back. Um, my sister actually has been helping me out a lot. One of my little sisters has been helping me out a lot. And when I can't go take her, she takes her for me. And I really appreciate her for that because it is really important that my daughter sees her therapist. And one of the things that she shared with me, the therapist shared with me in one of the last sessions that I went with her is that men prey on women who have children especially young girls in order to you know groom them and um molest them and that is something that is very unfortunate if you are a woman just like myself a single parent it definitely you know feels like you know oh I don't want to be alone and I want a companion but you have to go to extreme lengths to really protect your children something that you never want to have to do um is you know being a situation like mine and you're trying to fix the situation after the fact when some of the cues that you know we should see early on we ignore them and I can't say per se what a um child molester or a predator you know, looks for what he does, but that is something that um, my daughter's therapist shared with me is that they definitely look for single parents. And the reason why they look for single parents is they know that we're going to be so busy that we're going to, unfortunately, ignore our children at times, or we're going to feel as if we need the extra set of hands to help with our children. And we're going to be very comfortable with allowing them in our homes and helping us with the children because, you know, of course, we're tired. We need the help. So if you're listening today and you're that parent that 
you know, you're trying to get back in the dating world or, you know, you have family members or, you know, girlfriends that are getting out there, please, you know, be careful, be mindful, please be prayerful of your children because going through that type of trauma as a child is very, um, it's very life-changing and it's very heartbreaking as well. And it's not something that everybody takes the time out to, um, I wouldn't say fix, but I would say try to get the child some help. You know, a lot of parents, I've met a lot of people and seen a lot of people where you hear stories about their situation where their child was molested or sexually assaulted and they felt as if it was not much that they could do. And even though they did not press charges against the individual who assaulted their child, they also did not take the time out to get their child the emotional help that they needed for their child to know that this type of thing was not okay. So that's something that I try to be open about with my situation because I really feel as parents, as a woman, as a mother, that's our job to protect our children. And and not all the time we're able to do so, and that's okay. You're not a bad parent. You're not the worst um, parent in the world because you were not able to save your child from that. But it's what you do after, you know, you're informed about the incident that really shapes, you know, your relationship with your child or how your child progresses in life. And so one of the things that I wanted to share with you guys that I got as homework from Jada's therapist is that the impact of untreated trauma. So it says children are resilient, some stress in their lives, example, leaving caregivers um, for a day at school, riding a bike for the first time, feeling nervous before a game or performance helps their brains to grow and new skills to develop. However, by definition, trauma occurs when a stressful experience such as being abused, neglected, or bullied overwhelms the child's natural ability to cope. These events cause a fight, fight, flight, or freeze, I'm sorry, fight, flight, or freeze response resulting in changes in the body, such as faster heart rate and higher blood pressure, as well as changes in how the brain perceives and responds to the world. In many cases, a child's body and brain recover quickly from a potentially traumatic experience with no lasting harm. However, for other children, trauma interferes with normal development and can have long-lasting effects. So some of the things that they listed in this table, um, it says effects of trauma on children. Trauma may affect children's bodies in a way that they are unable to control physical responses to stress, chronic illness, even into adulthood, which is heart disease or obesity. So it also affects their brains, their thinking. They have difficulty thinking, learning, and concentrating. They have impaired memory, difficulty switching from one thought or activity to another. It also affects their emotions, their feelings. They have low self-esteem. They feel unsafe. They have an inability to regulate emotions. They have 
um, difficulty forming attachments to caregivers, trouble with friendships, trust issues, depression, and anxiety. Um, trauma also affects their behavior. They have lack of impulse control, fighting, aggression, running away, substance abuse, and suicide. So those are some of the things and ways that that type of trauma affects children. And I know people who are adults that have been through situations and some of the things that I listed, um, it makes me think of them because that's how they act and that's how they deal with certain situations. And that could be because of the untreated trauma or the unresolved trauma. And I just, all I can ask, you know, as a parent, as a, as a, as a woman, as a friend, you know, somebody that cares about you, somebody that really cares about children is for you to try your best to get, you know, your child the help that they need because dealing with something so heavy, you know, especially when you wait years to tell someone and you have all of that on your shoulders is pretty traumatic for a child and it makes you feel like you have to grow up pretty fast. So I'm thankful that um, I was able to get my child the help that she needs. Um, The program that she's in, if you yourself um, have a child or have a friend that has a child that needs those services, they are free. Um, It is the Children's Assessment Center. It is located in Houston, Texas. It is on um, 59 South and Kirby Road, or Kirby Drive, I believe, and um, it's close to Rice Village, if I'm not mistaken, and of course, there is a wait list, and you do have to go through the intake and everything, and they ask you various questions, but I love their services, and it is 2021, and I believe I started receiving services from them in about 2017-2018, so... I have a good rapport with them. Um, Like I said, at first we did kind of have an issue with one of the therapists, but that wasn't, it wasn't her fault. It was just some other things, some underlying issues that were going on that we, I kind of had to address. And um, I just thank God that they allowed my baby back in the program because they do their best to try to help you and your families. They do things at the holidays for the holidays and things like that. So they are very family oriented and I really appreciate them doing their work, you know, because a lot of people don't take their job seriously or they don't, you know, create those personal relationships with their clients. So I appreciate my daughter's um, therapist going over and beyond a lot of things that she shared with me. Some of the things that she shared with me, even the stuff that I read to you now, I had no idea about, you know, it wasn't shared with me previously or I hadn't researched it. So it's always good to see things from another person's perspective and to hear their side of um, the story. So I am thankful for that. I'm one person, like I'm hard-headed and sometimes, um, It takes me a time or two to, you know, really get something. But I try to be open-minded and I don't try to always be right. So I do, you know, put the best foot forward to listen. I know my voice is a little raspy. Um, Last week I got sick and I believe 
that I had the flu. I did not go to the hospital. I kind of self-medicated. I did take a um, COVID test twice, actually, and I tested negative. So I know that it was not COVID-19, but it was some type of um, flu-like bug. And it really got me down, like really, really, really got me down. And so my voice is still trying to catch up. And I know I may sound congested, but I'm really not congested, but it just sounds like it. But um, I'm taking my medicine and I am quarantining and I'm washing my hands and I'm making sure I use my Lysol. So don't worry about that. So, of course, you know, I've talked about this book on and on and on. I know y'all are so tired of me talking about this book. <laughs> but it's my baby and I really am happy and I'm really proud of myself because I really did it. And I feel like you can too. So, um, I did hear back from my publisher. She did have a baby. So she was kind of out, um, during most of the holidays. I think she left in about November. She just recently came back. So I did receive an email about a week ago for my final edit. It was perfect except for like two words. So I had to email her back and I was like, Hey Tiffany, you know, this wasn't right. And she said she was going to get on it. So I should be hoping to hear from her soon and of course you know when the book is released um I would definitely be talking about it I definitely look forward to being on somebody else's podcast talking about the book and going more in depth about it um I really it was really hard for me to read the book um to keep rereading it because it was just like the memories you know um, I have a lot of dreams now about my ex-husband and I really don't like that. And I don't know why that I have those dreams about him, but I frequently have dreams about him, about him either killing me or us being married again. Um, and these are not old memories. These are dreams that are you know, kind of like, I guess, um, things that will happen now and how things will be sort, um, I guess. And I don't know how to explain it, but it really was hard for me to read the book. And we were together a little over, you know, three years, but it just, you know, I guess the trauma of it all and everything that happened, it just really kind of stuck with me. So, I'm really that glad that I got past that point in my life and I'm glad that I was able to pour, you know, my heart out on paper about how I really feel. I mean, I didn't go too in-depth, but for the most part, I gave you a pretty vivid picture of what I endured during that time. And I look forward to diving deeper into that because I know I'm not the only person who's been through something like that and of course, I would love to hear somebody else's story, how they overcame it. You know, I may be able to learn something. So I'm glad that that's part of, you know, reading the book and putting things out there. I'm glad that that part is over and I'm looking forward to my new journey and, you know, feeling victorious. I mean, I already feel victorious, but I mean, as far as the book is concerned feeling victorious about, 
you know, getting it out there and having it done, like to actually see it on a bookshelf or having somebody said that they read my book and it helped them. Like, that's pretty cool. And I'm looking forward to that. And I'm, I I hope that it blesses somebody. Like, overall, I didn't do it for myself. I did it for other people. And I pray that God gets the glory that he deserves. Because had it not been for my relationship with God and some of the people that God placed in my life, I would not be alive today. And to God be the glory. Like, that's really the honest truth. Like, God made this all possible. God gave me the strength to overcome my fears and to write the book. So I pray that, you know, all honor, praise and glory go to him and it draws somebody closer to God or having a relationship with themselves that is better than the one that they had before. Because not everyone has the same religion. And I'm okay with that, but as long as they're happy and they're healthy and they're healed and they're not in that toxic situation, I think that's, over, you know, the overall goal. Um, I also started looking for a house, you guys. Can you believe that? Can you really believe it? My lease is up in May and I have some work to do. <laughs> I have quite a bit of work to do. Um, so can't really just put all that out there but I hope that one day in the future pretty soon June or July I'm able to give another testimony on how I was able to purchase my first home by myself I remember when I was like in my early 20s and I talked to my granny well one of my grandmothers about buying a house and she was like you know you want to wait till you get married and that's something that I think we all want to do. We want to buy a house with our husband. But sometimes that's not always, you know, what's possible. Sometimes you have to step out on faith and know that God is going to make a way. And God is going to be, he's going to be your provider. And that's where I'm at, you know. I've been married before. And do I miss it? Yeah, I, be, I miss being married. I miss having a companion, but I'm not going to just settle and I'm not going to get married again just to get married. I did that the first time. So, no, I'm not going to do that. If it came to a point where I was in a, you know, exclusive relationship with someone and things were pretty serious and we thought about it, then that's something that we would both decide. But I think in love, I feel like it takes time to learn somebody to learn how to love someone and I don't feel like right now where we at or at in society that we give ourselves that time I feel like we rush things you know we have this like six month rule at six months you know we should know where we're going and I do agree with that statement but at the same time I feel like at six months you really don't know a person so you still have to give the relationship time so you can see this person in these different seasons in these different situations in life so that you can know you know if this is the right person for you but if you're rushing the situation or you're growing weary you know you're like no I'm not going to be waiting around I feel like time you know enough time has passed then sometimes you miss out on a good thing I don't know how to gauge it I'm really not the person (laughs) To give advice on that, but, you know, I feel like to each its own, you know, you know what you're willing to put up with. 
Um, I think the last situation that I was in was about two years. So I think at that point, I mean, I had already knew before I got to the two year mark at what point where things were going. But I was really hoping that they would change. And I wasn't I was trying to say face. So I wasn't ready to give up. And then I think after, you know, once we got close to the two year mark, I think I was kind of ready kind of had my mind made up but I just needed something to you know push me over the edge and really just make me be done and that's what happened but sometimes it's not always that easy and everybody has their own situations there are some things that I have on my list that are non-negotiables I cannot date a man who doesn't have a job I'm sorry I just can't um I definitely do not want a man that doesn't have a car I'm sorry um if he is okay with public transportation, I'm all for that. But I'm definitely not looking to co-sign on a car, purchase a car for anyone, or let anybody use my car because I've been in those situations and it's not comfortable for me. It's not something that I want for myself. It's not something that I would suggest for anybody that I know either. Um, Everybody has their own different things that they're willing to put up with. And I just feel like, you know... I'm willing to compromise at this point. I'm willing to compromise. I'm willing to admit that I'm not always right. And I'm willing to admit that sometimes I've chased this dream of a man that I've never seen because I have allowed social media to tell me what a real man is. I've also allowed social media to dictate on how much time or effort I give a situation because we look to social media for relationship goals and tips and things like that. And we look for these self-help books because we want to know, you know, how do I get Mr. Right or how do I get to here? And some of the information is misguided. Some of the information is misinformed or it's not right for your situation. And I feel like is, you know, human beings, we're all going to make mistakes. So I feel like we should give each situation its own opportunity to grow or to end. You know, only we know what we're willing to put up with and how long we're willing to endure a thing. And I think we should stand on that. And we shouldn't be so in a rush to just put everybody in our business either. Because what you may deal with, I may not deal with. And that's where the judgment comes in and the opinions come in. Because, you know, we talk to each other for advice or such and such or whatever it is. You know, validation or approval. And sometimes it doesn't always turn out like that. And that's not even just in relationships. That's with you know, career changes, that's with, you know, buying a house. Not everybody agreed with the decision that I made. And it wasn't a plea. It wasn't happy. I wasn't happy about it either. I was having a monumental day about being approved for a house and everybody else could only see that I was moving to a certain city that they didn't agree with or they felt was too far away. And it was hurtful. It was, it was really hurtful. And Sometimes what you want for you is not what everybody else wants for you. And that's in anything. And you have to be confident. You have to have the confidence 
when making your decisions, when, you know, following through with them or even just informing somebody else of your decision. You have to let them know this is a decision that I've chose to make. It's not to harm you. It's not to offend you, but it's just something that I chose for myself. And I feel like we shouldn't have an obligation to um, to people to conform to what people want for us. So, again, I'm still trying to figure it out, but that's what I've been up to. That's where I am today. And I'm still trying to grow. You know, I'm still working towards being a better parent in this year. You know, I didn't make any New Year's resolutions, but I definitely feel like growing closer to my children, learning them and loving them the way that they needed to be loved is something that should be a priority for me this year. And so it's been a lot. And I hope that you guys can forgive me for being inconsistent. But please remember that I am human and I'm a single parent and I'm juggling a lot. And especially with, you know, the coronavirus being so heavy, it makes things very difficult. Of course, you know, having to leave work or be absent from work because somebody's teacher tested positive or someone's classmate tested positive definitely puts a curveball in your plans and it's something that you know we're operating in right now so I hope that you guys have enjoyed this second season I pray and I hope that we will have a third season and I hope that it's filled with so much more you know um joy and laughter and experiences that we can grow and hopefully we'll have some more guests but again I just want to thank you guys for being supportive for tuning in each and every week that you did and sharing it with your family your friends your loved ones Um, it has definitely been a pleasure and I look forward to you know being back with you guys I'm gonna miss you and I really appreciate you from the bottom of my heart have a great day